Well, hello there, listeners. I'm Lazarus Black, here with another update on what's been going on with this podcast thing. See, the Rogue Valley roleplayers are now an affiliate of BattleBards, an online resource of sound effects, tension tracks, and all sorts of audio goodies to use in your own games and shows. Just head on over to BattleBards.com and check them out. And if you like what you see, be sure to sign up for a Prime membership. And don't forget to use our promo code, RVRPODCAST, when you do. Be seeing y'all. Hello and welcome, listeners, to the Rogue Valley Roleplayers. My name is Ben. I'm here with Rosemary, Austin, Ed, and Nick. And we are here to play another episode of Valley of Famine, a Deadlands Weird Western tale. Uh, Once again, I am Ben. I am the Marshal. I'm running the shindig, doing the things... All the things. Uh, I'm Rosemary. I play Rachel Jane Kennedy, and she's a gunslinger. I'm Austin, and people say I play Wine on Beardslay. And I'm Ed. I'm playing Daisy Gilmore, the weird scientist, but people call her Railin' Daisy because she shoots enemies in the head with a railgun. I'm Nick S. I play Haru Matsuhara, the Harrowed Samurai. And when last we left off, we were down in the brig of the George Washington, a massive uh, dreadnought airship in the service of the United States of America, um, and ironically designed by a British national. <laughs> um, and yeah, you had finally apprehended uh, Konstantin Sokolov, uh, the alleged Russian spy who turned out to be a doppelganger. And uh, you had literally just given the order to execute this doppelganger, this monster. Wydon finishes emptying his clip as he instructs the soldiers to continue firing their rifles, making sure that the doppelganger is truly dead. Yeah, there's not much left of it at this point. It's just riddled full of bullets. It's a shapeless mass of colorless meat at this point. There's no blood. It's just kind of creepy. Before they can reload, he uh, lifts his arms and calls them off. That will do fine. I believe the creature is dead. Perhaps we can salvage something and study it. Uh, would you inform the captain for me? Aye, sir. Thank um, you. One of them marches off. The others finish reloading, and they just, like, train their rifles back on the body. They're they're all, you know, they're not necessarily agents, but they're involved with the agency. So they're accustomed to seeing things like this, and they know that kind of the standard protocol is 
shoot at it until it's dead, and then if it moves, shoot it again. And then you burn it. Yep. Well, uh, I'll leave you to it, men. I've got to check on my friends, make sure no one was harmed in that little kerfuffle. Aye, sir. Good day. Good day, sir. Uh, Yeah, and I'll kind of walk back to the dining room, wherever we were. Sure, I think everyone's still there, kind of grabbing a a cup of coffee. Uh, Everyone that was there before, so Daisy and Rachel. And how do I find you, uh, Miss Kennedy? You all right? Rachel looks really worried, actually. Um, In fact, she probably, like, stands up and kind of pushes her chair back and says, I... Uh, pardon me, I'm... You haven't seen Haru, have you? We should search for him. It's possible that that, whatever it was, chose to do something to him. It it did take a sporn downstairs. Probably in this room, actually. It walked in using Haru's form. Where did it come from? Which door? I think it was that one, yes? Yeah, uh, I think so. I think it probably takes you about an hour to really search the ship. There's no sign of harm. Rachel, uh, the longer the search goes on with no sign of him, the more visibly upset she becomes. You know, her temper, which is, I feel, already pretty short to begin with, shortens. And so she's, like, starting to, like, snap at, you know, crew members. Well, go search here. Or have you checked this area of the ship? He's, he's got to be on the ship. And uh, we'll cut scene there to the Utah desert. A couple miles away, the uh, wreckage of the Tempest still burns. And Haru, you come to, and everything hurts it's like you're, you're dead so it's more of a dull throbbing pain but it's it's a it's pain which you haven't felt in quite some time i might chuckle myself actually like it, it hurts but it's like a feeling so mm-hmm. it's kind of like a <laughs> i i look around uh i presume, presume that i i'd remember being on the ship last you remember fighting pirates. Um, at one point, uh, the George Washington took a hard hit from the Tempest and lurched uh, hard to one side. And uh, you kind of wound up against the rail, and then uh, like uh, a pirate came at you, helped him along his way overboard. And in the moment where you're you know, making sure he hasn't grabbed onto something, someone else came up from behind and shoved you, and you went right overboard. Well, I'm going to look to see if there are any bodies from the wreckage near me. Okay. Uh, I should note you have three wounds. Okay. I do not have a pencil currently. Can I borrow one? Shuffling over to the wreckage of the Tempest, I'm going to see if they had any food available. Okay. The, the Tempest is like a few miles off. Oh, a few off. miles off? Okay. Yeah. Sorry, the way you explained it was a little... Sorry. Uh, yeah, it's it's a ways off. You're lying there. You're not... Like, everything's broken at this point. So you're, like, trying to get up and, and things are cracking and snapping into into place 
Um, there's not much around. You maybe see the body of the guy you chucked overboard lying, you know, like a like 40 meters away. Probably a long crawl. It's uh, pretty barren. Uh, there's a little bit of like shrubs and some some small cactuses, cacti and stuff. Look for any desert lizards or anything like that. Looks like you got yourself into quite a uh, pickle. Seems so. Lazarus looms up over you, standing over you. As usual, you know, his burnt, blackened features, blood running from where the skin is cracked. Um, his, you know, his nose is like just a, a hole in his, his skull. You, uh, you should, uh, keep a better grip on your surroundings next time. Uh, yeah, I completely, uh, agree. Come on, get your dumb ass up off the ground. He holds out a hand to you. I reach up as I can with my broken and still reattaching limbs and whatnot. And yeah, it's, it's all snap crackling back into place. And you grab his hand and he hauls you up to your feet. And you totter there for a moment. And you still have three wounds, but you're mobile. So, what's the plan? First to find some food to regenerate. How picky you feeling? No people. <sighs> Alright. How patient you feeling? I don't even see the George Washington. No, the George Washington's gone. Looks like uh, I'll have some time while we're working on getting out of here. So, plenty of time. Alright. He shoves you. Lie still, play dead for a bit. Food will come. I'm just uh, gonna go sit over here and take a little siesta. I lay down and I play dead because I know what kind of things come up to you. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's probably about an hour. I'm just lying there baking under the sun. It's uh, unpleasant in a numb sort of way. But eventually a, a buzzard starts circling, circles a little lower, a little lower, and then finally lands and kind of does that little awkward buzzard hop over to you, and uh, goes to take a peck at you. Roll a fight and roll to grab it and break its neck? Uh, you don't need to roll anything, you do it, you yeah, surprise it, break its neck, it was a loud squawk, I mean a little bit of a struggle. Okay, and I start removing feathers and just tearing chunks of meat off, I don't care if it's raw or mm -hmm. cooked, so... All right, go ahead and give me a vigor roll. Does it taste like chicken? <laughs> Four. Four minus three. three. I'm going to spend one to re-roll. Uh, okay. 23. 23? Yeah. All right. So 20 total, yeah. Um, I'll say for the sake of story, since you didn't actually like legitimately take these wounds, um, that you heal all your wounds off of this vulture that you consume. And yeah, you just you, you rip into this thing, you pull, pulling feathers off and taking chunks of meat. Um, Do I see the wreckage of the Tempest? Miles off, yeah. I start hiking that direction. Okay. If anybody would come looking for me, they'd probably come looking for the wreckage. Mm -hmm. 
you know, Salt Lake City is, uh, that way. Getting alcohol first. You think there's anything left there? There's always a chance. Alright, alright. I suppose, and Lazarus walking side by side with you. It probably takes you 30, 45 minutes to get to the wreckage, and it's pretty bleak. There's twisted and broken metal all over the place. Um, it only marginally resembles the airship it once was. Mm -hmm. um, and there's like still black, billowing flames coming from where the engines and the, the fuel sources were. Okay. I'm going to look for air cargo. Okay. Uh, give me a notice roll. I'm going to say at negative two. Do I want to spend more bennies? No. I'll, I'll say I didn't find anything. Else. Yeah. There's not much left. You find a few broken bodies. But other than that, no cargo, no goods, no booze. I don't have to worry about dying of dehydration. Nope. But I need to look presentable when getting into town. I start tearing off chunks of fabric and cloth from things to kind of make myself a, a, a full face mask. Okay. Because I'm going to look fucked up. Yeah. Let's get my hat, you know, yeah. cover low, make sure my gloves are on, and hike. My, start hiking my way towards Salt Lake City. Alrighty. Uh... Should add, like, you when you first got up, like, you found your weapons not far, because they're... You probably had them drawn when you got pushed overboard. Yeah. Uh, so you locate them. They're fine. They're not damaged or anything. You sheath them. Uh, and yeah, you start heading in the direction that Lazarus pointed you. What's going on on uh, the George Washington? Haru's not on board. You've confirmed this. Miss Kennedy, really. You can't go bossing around everyone on board. Even I, I understand that you're upset, and I don't blame you, but Haru is the sort that can survive just about anything. Wouldn't you say that's true? And out of game... I Wynon forget. Does Wynon know? Wynon doesn't know. Wynon knows something's weird about him because he did do the tailoring. I thought That's true, yes. Wynon knows there's something up, but he doesn't know that Haru is harrowed. Although, I don't know, you just had that conversation not too long ago with uh, old Abe Lincoln. Yeah, I, I'm going to say he's put two and two together unless you guys really don't want him to know. I don't care. I mean, if, if he, like... If he knows, he's going to keep it to himself for the most part anyway, because he likes holding secrets. Yep. So it's... He probably won't admit that he knows, but I think he already knows. Yeah, Rachel kind of gives you this um, piercing look of how much do you know. And she's going to hang her head and kind of just sigh and say, if he's not on the ship, then he must have fallen off in the fight. Well, if so, then I'm sure he'll turn up. I mean, Rachel knows that's true. <laughs> he may not be able to survive a fall like that. I guess it would take a mirror. It might crush your whole body. It did. <laughs> <laughs> I know, like, Rachel, Rachel really wants to send a, like, a... 
a lifeboat, I guess is the terminology, after him, but she can't figure out how to ask that because without giving away your secret, <laughs> like... Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's a conundrum because you'd be like, if, if he survived, there's something up with him. <laughs> Look, I, I want to take a boat. Uh, we should go find his remains at the very least. We can't leave his body lying in the desert for buzzards to be picked over. Yeah. His, his swords were very important. I should probably go back to his family. You want us to send out a lifeboat. Am I understanding that correctly? Yes. And if we send out our lifeboat and we run across some other pirate ship and we need to abandon ship, we won't be able to. It's a risk I'm willing to take. Haru would do the same for me. Well, it's not a risk I'm willing to take. And I think I have a little more pull around here than you do. Now, I am willing to put certain resources to finding the remains of Haru, as you put it. But... No, considering that this is the man that Rachel loves, like, she seems upset, but not nearly as upset as she should be if she actually <laughs> thought he was dead. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think he's taking notes. <laughs> okay. But a uh, large ship like this, it's an open target for our enemies. We need to land and refuel can't spend time chasing Harus in the desert. <laughs> well, then just have the ship lower me down with some supplies. We've got horses on this boat, right? No. Damn it. <laughs> As if we had a rope that long. You can just bring the ship down a little bit in the atmosphere. And you can take one of those long boats and just bring me down to the surface. Some supplies, I'll go looking for them. I can tell you're being stubborn, and I think I've said my piece. You'll have to wait until we get back to town. Damn it, why not? My gut tells me that he's still alive. Oh, how funny, mine too. <laughs> I have seen him survive a lot. Then why don't you help me go look for him? If he's still alive, he doesn't need our help. And if he's dead, then he's dead. He could be trapped. Then you'll have to go looking for him, won't you? That's what I'm trying to do. <laughs> when we get back to town. Is there a way I can sneak off the ship? Commandeer a... Can you fly? <laughs> you can jump overboard. <laughs> Do you have the piloting skill? I don't have. There piloting. are definitely uh, flying machines on board this uh, dreadnought. They're probably not unguarded. You could steal something there, Rosemary. And so this is a uh, Daisy really wants a flying machine, but she also does not have piloting, and that's one, the one thing that's kept her from doing such things. Rachel glares at you and just says, You know what? Sometimes you're a real cold-hearted son of a bitch. That's accurate. Come on, Daisy. And she'll like, gesture to you. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to follow Rachel. You're a big meanie right now, why not? <laughs> does Rachel, or uh, does Daisy say that? I think, yeah, I think so. She doesn't be like she doesn't say I'm gonna go follow her. She, but yeah, she turns. You're a big meaning one. 
and this big meanie is going to sit down and have a few drinks. He sits at the bar. So, uh, Haru, it's been hours trudging through the desert. It's hot. You can vaguely feel it. And the fact that you can vaguely feel it tells you that, uh, it's hot. <laughs> At least the heat would be keeping, keeping me from, the hot, dry air would keep me from deteriorating too fast. It's definitely drying you out. Man jerky. Mummifying mm -hmm. you, actually, probably. Murky. Oh no! So, Haru, what's the play here? Get back to Salt Lake City, find someone who might know us, me, and get word to. Rachel and Daisy that I am safe. Why? Because I care about them. If you care about them, why go back? You know, you'll never, ever be safe. So long as you've got me along for the ride, they will always be at risk. What for? Haru, what was that sound? I was whistling a tune. Oh, okay. Haru, the demons are calling. Just a sec. Listen, let's say we uh, head east. Or hell, you know what? You want to go back to your homeland? I will happily go see Japan. Can't go home. Sure you can. I mean, you're already dead, so what good is your honor anyway? The world's our oyster. And we're gonna be here till the end of days. Let's say we have uh, a little fun, huh? Fun. Fun is for the next life. We continue working in this. Haru. Haru. You're in the next life. And you're gonna be in this life forever. This is a bump in the road. <laughs> there are places this land has to offer you ain't seen yet. So, why not go see them? I'll go with Rachel. He ain't got no future with Rachel. She ain't got no future. If you know what I mean. Maybe you don't. You're a little thick scold. She's gonna die. She is gonna fucking die. She may not get a second chance at life like you. Probably not, given the deal she's made. That's a, a, a burning ship you're gonna go down with. And you're gonna take me with it if you do. Haru stops for a second. 
looks east. Looks west. Looks just the four directions. Looks at the horizon towards where Salt Lake City is. Takes a deep breath. And continues walking. Towards Salt Lake City? Towards Salt Lake okay. City. Think on it. We've got time. We've got lots of time. Just think about it. And, uh... And Lazarus continues on in silence. Um, it's probably getting on towards sunset when you see uh, what looks like a campfire off in the distance. I'll slowly walk up, kind of keep my distance to just kind of survey who they possibly are and whatnot. What have we got here? Mules? Bunch of mules? Oh, look at that guy all on his lonesome. What do you say? Make a conversation? Yes. No. No. Ain't no one ever gonna know. Ain't no one ever gonna find him. You need a mount to get to Salt Lake City faster? Well, there you go. Honor is strength of oneself. A measure of one's true valor. <sighs> I will not kill this man. Why not? What is he to you? He's nothing. You don't even know his name. He's a nobody. He's a human being. <laughs> human beings are overrated, having been one, let me tell you. But they are also underrated. They get to live with the ones they love, unlike us. Wouldn't you agree? Now I'd definitely go with overrated. You've lost your humanity. It's okay. I understand. <laughs> Lost. Lost. <laughs> I didn't lose my humanity. I gave it away freely. No. You lost it before you even died. that comforts you, you tell yourself that. Go ahead and make me a spirit roll. Minus your dominion. So plus one. You're at plus one dominion right now? Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. Twelve. Um, you, you kind of feel like an, an itch in the back of your skull. Uh, a familiar pressure. What is it? Uh, it's usually when Lazarus is trying to talk to you and you're ignoring him. Okay. Well, only you see him standing right in front of you. He's been talking to you. We continue moving. We leave this man alone. <sighs> Fine. Fine. You move on through the night. And uh, as you move on, you hear somewhere faintly in the back of your head. Horror. So what's going on on the, uh, the George Washington? Well... What time is it now? Probably night. 
night. Why have we been on the ship for all these hours afterwards? Yeah. Have we gone back? Uh, no. I imagine that if you're planning on stealing um, an airship, it's probably taking this long to get your plan together. Okay. So where are we doing this? Are we? <laughs> Look, I want to steal an airship, but I can't fly it. Can you? Well, neither can I. We could bribe a... a where is this conversation taking place? I would imagine somewhere private. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Like either my quarters or in the admiral's quarters, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the crew barracks. Yeah, in front of one of the gunners. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll say it's taking place in your quarters, uh, Rachel. Look, but we gotta act quickly because every hour that we delay, it's an hour further from Haru. Well. What do you know about bribing folks? I, I usually am the one offered bribes. <laughs> <laughs> well, then you know how folks do it, right? I guess. Um, if only Wynon would help us, he could just command some agents to take out the longboat. There's a knock on your door. Oh, do we have like a chart? Like we hide any evidence of our plan? <laughs> Drew like a coat over it, <laughs> like our notes, like steel longship, find her. You, you have like a pad of paper, but the only line that's written on there is steel longship, <laughs> or steel flying machine, find Haru, <laughs> and then a big question mark. Yeah, <laughs> I draped like my jacket over that pad and then uh, open the door. Captain Andrew Lane is standing there. He's very, very tall. His head's almost brushing the the deck above. Uh, Captain. Ms. Kennedy. Ms. Gilmore. Hello, sir. I would appreciate it if you would accompany me to, uh, my ready room. Which is probably more of a Star Trek term, but whatever. Rachel kind of shoots Daisy a glance, but can't say no, so... I give a look around the room to see if there's any obvious bugs. Before, you know... Okay. <laughs> There's like literally a fly <laughs> just like chilling there. Uh of course, Captain. Thank you. And uh you go to his ready room or conference room, whatever. It's probably the same, you know, place where he takes his meals. And uh you find wine on there. You've been summoned by the captain. Miss Gilmore, Miss Kennedy. Rachel pointedly looks at you, no, glares, be, yeah. and then kind of turns away. A oh. deliberate insult. Mr. Mr. Beardslay did not give you away. I don't know what you're talking about, sir. I I know what, uh, what you've been planning. Your friend has gone missing, and, well, like knows like. You're planning on taking the machine to to go rescue him, or search for him at any rate. Captain, I'd like to state in their defense that they are not trained soldiers. They do not. They serve me as mercenaries, and I ask that you go easy on them in this time of trouble for them. Easy on them? <laughs> I, I think they've made things hard enough for themselves. I need to do nothing. 
Do any of you know how to fly one of our contraptions? No. I, I understand the science behind how they work, but no. Mr. Beardslay? I've never had the pleasure. Well, in the interest of uh, getting one of my contraptions back, I'd best assign you a pilot. You mean you're going to help us? We don't leave good men behind. Not in the America I know. Just kind of straightens up and gives him a look of respect and says, no, we don't. Sir. It's a bit dark, but I imagine your friend will keep. First light. Uh, Report on deck. And there will be a pilot ready to take you back to the wreckage of the Tempest to search. Permission to accompany them, sir. Granted. Thank you. Bring back my flying machine. They I'll, will. I'll do my best. That's in your pilot's hand, sir. Go ahead and both of you give me a common knowledge check. Minus two. Oh. Stay go botch. <laughs> Uh-oh. Five minus two would still be three. Three? Um, I'll bet me this. I'm kind of curious what I want to know. Nope. Okay. Yeah, uh, Captain Andrew Lane, you know, looks vaguely familiar, but you can't place where you recognize him from. I was never really into politics. Was he the tall guy from the circus? Remember, he was really tall? Uh, that was Mordecai Zamenhof. You already met him again. Have we met before somewhere, sir? I just have one of those faces. I get that a lot. Well, can't tell you how grateful I am. I'm pretty sure he's in the freak show in the circus, Rachel. I say that in front of him. <laughs> His eyebrows go up. I mean, I rolled the botch, so. <laughs> oh, that's true. That's right. You rolled the snake eyes. I forgot. Miss Gilmore, do us all a favor and return to your room, please. Can't say I've heard that one before. I suppose now it's not true. Not untrue. Good night, all. Good night. And yeah, you return to your quarters. Can I gather some supplies to bring on the airship? Oh yeah, absolutely. I think I would like to get some alcohol. Oh okay. Because <laughs> um, I ooh, know. No, I don't. I don't think they've got a surplus oh, of true. alcohol on board. So yeah. They're expecting a short expedition. Can I like ask around like the crew you know you know like on a ship there's okay. gotta be give me a persuasion roll like someone's brought in like a flask or at least a something uh-huh. give me a persuasion see roll see if I can convince someone to oh man my persuasion sucks <laughs> can I just bully someone for their alcohol uh you could but there would be consequences yeah I would rather try to persuade Rachel's not a bully oh no yeah, everyone, like, maybe they're thinking you're, you know, snooping to, to bust people. So they're like, nope, no alcohol here. We are we are professional uh, Air Navy crewmen, and we absolutely don't have any 
Not even a flask? Nope. 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 We don't. Not at all. Not even a little. All right. Carry on. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> we have no contraband here. Nope. None at all. Like when Rachel leaves, like, and they, like, kind of start to relax, and she sticks her head back around the door really fast. I think I was mistaken then. So there's no alcohol at the plane, supposedly, other than contraband. There is alcohol, but there's, like, a specific amount that's, like, allowed for morale. I see. Okay. So it's, it's like they don't, they're not allowed to, to get drunk. There's, there's a, you know, a, a shot of whiskey with, with dinner, sort of, sort of like that. Gotcha. Uh, to Daisy, Rachel kind of... Is Wynon still with us at this point? I think he's gone off. He's getting ready for the journey tomorrow. Can you think of anything else that Haru would need? He could be hurt? Um, I don't know. He's, I mean... Probably not, unless he landed on his head. It's probably okay. Probably break the head. <laughs> So you walk on past this fire. You don't approach the guy. No, I'm I'm not giving Lazarus the chance. Okay. Give me a stealth roll. Five. Five. Okay. Yeah, you get by no problem. And uh, you know Lazarus is walking alongside you, whistling Dixie at this point. Occasionally he'll he'll mumble the words. And I just keep walking towards Salt Lake City. Got any good stories? Haru, without missing a beat, just starts reciting Japanese folk stories he knows. Like they're really in Japanese. In Japanese, <laughs> he scowls at you for for a solid minute. Right. So, know any stories in English? I could translate them. Okay. So I retell the stories in English. <laughs> he listens pretty patiently. You can see the, the horizon starting to brighten up ahead. Not to be a rules lawyer, but did you not have to rest then? Because he's been walking all night, mm. right? Yeah, that is true. Sorry. No, it's fine. That's you can push point. it if he wants, right? Uh, haven't felt the urge. Oh, something hinky's going on. I don't <laughs> like it. <laughs> Actually, thinking about it, Haru would, like, the, the, the horizon starting to get light, he'd be like, Dude, why don't I need to rest? Huh? Rest. Sure, rest when you're safe. Ain't no good to uh, lie out here like an actual corpse just for something to come munch on you. That's a good point. I'm just used to it. Haru shakes his head. Continues mosing his way. Hey, there are some perks to being dead. 
given any thought to what I said earlier? I have. And? I have duties to perform. You're dead. Those duties ended when you died. You've got no ties to no one. Let's head east. Let's get up to a little mischief. No. Why you gotta be so damn obstinate? Duty. Honor. Loyalty. And he just starts reciting the tenets of Bushido over and over and over again. Those are all well and good. For the living. You should know by now, the dead do not abide by the same moral codes as the living. As long as I walk this earth, I will abide by my rules. Alright. Sure sounds damn boring. That would separate me from you. <laughs> I got news for you, Haru. There ain't much left separating you from me. I'm leaving an indelible stain upon your soul. When your time, should it ever come, finally does, you're gonna wind up just like me. Just like me. <laughs> if you say so. <laughs> oh, you don't have to take my word for it. You'll find out sooner or later. Harvey just continues walking. So dawn has come. What's everyone up to? Uh, yes, and please load two gallons of water in the craft before we depart. Aye, sir. Uh... And do me a favor and make sure that nothing of note has start gone missing on the ship. Report to me if so. Aye, sir. Appreciate it. Aye, sir. Uh, you're very agreeable, and I appreciate that as well. Aye, sir. Yes, we're all very agreeable. Can we just get this damn longboat in the air, please? And she's pacing back and forth impatiently. The longboat in question is more like a uh, an ornithopter. It looks a bit like a plane, but the wings flap. They go Nice. Is it open to the yes. surface? Yep. To the world? O open air cockpit. Yeah, open air. That's what I was looking for. Do you mind if I sit in back? No. Good. That's why I'm most comfortable in these things. They're terrible machines. Can I sit up front? Gladly. Uh, by all means. I was asking the pilot, not you. I was hoping to sit as far away from you as possible, Miss Gilmore. <laughs> yes, certainly, ma'am. You're welcome to see it right up front. Have you ever flew to one of these things before? No, but I'd love to learn. I mean, these yes, things are cool. Alright, so this here gauge tells you how high off the ground you are. It's pretty amazing. It does it by testing the air pressure. 
I do not know what the actual term for it is because I didn't do my homework before I uh, decided to pull this adventure out of my ass. Oh, it's an aviatronic uh, thagomizer. Hey, that's the thing. I thought it was called a PSI meter. New. <laughs> it says PSI right there on it. Right. So what does? It's over here is the barometer. That also measures the uh, pressure, but that's for something entirely different. Oh. And then uh, this here is the throttle. Okay. <laughs> I've, I've been looking at a whole bunch of these kind of flying devices, but this, this these are definitely different than this, the bigger airships. This here is the finest, hey? The airships are great, but they ain't very maneuverable. This, this beauty here, this one makes you feel alive. Is that killed in standard union? Military attire, sir. Aye, American color, too. Look, are we ready to go? Can we go? Sure, everyone buckled in. Okay. Alright, right, here we go. Wait, my seatbelt's got two of the end things and, and not and one of the. Clip. The ornithopter drops from where it's been um, hooked into the, you know, onto the ship, whatever. It's like uh, been, been pushed out with some sort of uh, arm mechanism, whatever, and it just drops. Wait, not the wings aren't flapping? Not yet. Rachel screams <laughs> and holds onto her hat. Yep. And then, you know, the pilot, like, hits a, flicks a couple things and the wings start flapping. It's like nose diving down and it comes within probably 50 feet of the desert floor and then. Yeah, Rachel's saying, like, anytime you want to pull up on the throttle there. Go to build enough momentum. I'm going to roll a bigger real quick. Okay. He's fine. He, he, you hear a couple, re- a little retching and like dry coughing, but no vomit. Sweet. <laughs> yep. Well, see, this is the kind of thing that makes you feel alive, gets the blood pumping, the adrenaline rushing. Rachel's like a wild look on her face, and her hair is insane. And uh, yeah, you start flying back the way you came. Deadlands and Savage Worlds are the property of Pinnacle Entertainment Group. All content is used unofficially under the Savage Media Network license. Find more of their great products at peginc.com. Music is provided by the Eaglestone Collective. Sound effects are by Plate Battle Games and Battle Bards. Aircraft effects were provided by soundjade.com. You can find links to all of the above in the show notes. Thank you for tuning in, listeners. I hope you enjoyed the episode and that you'll join us again. Have a wonderful whatever time of day it is for you, and I'll catch you next time.